You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. We're giving stuff away. The bottom of the hour. Uh, number one for the gift card. Yep, $100 gift card to Golf Town. I uh, want to hear your hole-in-one story. Either you hit it, you know somebody, you got a good hole-in-one story. There's been a couple good ones. Yeah, we want to hear it. 960, 960, name and location. And uh, it could be that, but it might be this, uh, where a listener is going to square off head-to-head against Maddie. Bring it on! Fl- yeah. I'm ready! The world might split in half. Bat dad! Um, Kraken and Flames tickets. Tonight, down at the Dome. Lower bowl. But on the line right now, on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, we say good morning to Greg Wyshynski, ESPN senior NHL writer. Wish, how are you? How's it going, everybody? I'm good. I'm at uh, Rangers practice this morning. Uh, they play the uh, Flyers tonight. Should be mm. exciting. Got a little Igor Shachurkin column coming up this week that nice. I'm uh, reporting mm. out. So it should be a good, good week for the old uh, blue shirts. Uh, we saw that you were at Mullet Arena. Uh, in Arizona, covering the Arizona State Coyotes. Uh, what was your experience like <laughs> at that barn? So there was good and bad, right? I mean, like, I think the good is what all the visiting players and the Coyotes themselves have said, which is that it's, from a gameplay perspective, it's awesome. Like, the ice is super solid and fast. Uh, the boards are very lively. Nate Schmidt from the Jets told me something interesting, which is that it, it takes a little bit of adjustment for the visiting players because there's no upper deck, there's no mezzanine. It's like two-thirds of a lower bowl, basically, in an NHL arena. And so everything feels very shrunken. Hmm. Oh, no, I think we lost him. That sounded like a pop where you lose him at the end there. Yeah, it okay. usually makes that doom, doom. sound. Doom. So uh, we'll try to reconnect uh, with Greg Wyshynski as technical director Alex Brody is just scrambling oh, to call he's back right panic away. Panic like, mode. You can see the sweat. Right. He's all right. He's sweat fine. just beating down his face. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh my God, I got to call him back. Got to call him back. Got to call him back. <laughs> like Hit the, the nine. Like that gif of, uh, uh, my, not Keegan Michael Key, Peel. Jordan Peel. Oh, oh he's just oh, sweating. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I, uh, I, I want, I'm interested now to go to the Mullet Arena. I'm, I'm intrigued. not going to lie. Yeah. Because it looks like a fun time. It does. Like I, I, I believe it was in one of Greg's pieces where he's like, there was this group that were all dressed up in like this checkered clothes, and they were in the student section. It turned out they were a bachelor party from New York, but yeah, it, sure, be in the student section. Yeah, it looks like a ton of fun. Uh, Greg, Wysh- Greg Wyshynski, ESPN, NHL senior, right back with us. So, Greg, we, we lost you right when you were saying that players uh, are looking at it, saying uh, it's a little. They're not used to the dimensions the of the arena. It's the way bowl. too small. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, they, they were saying there needed to be some adjustment during the game. as to like the, how it feels to be inside of a smaller building. Um, but then like once the third period hit, they were fine. Um, you know, from a, obviously like the facilities there have gotten a lot of bad press. It's a temporary problem. By the time the Coyotes come back from their next massive road trip, the building next to the arena will be completed. It's going to have NHL level locker rooms so we won't have to worry about the pictures of rusty temporary lockers anymore my, my thing is this i think it's a very unique atmosphere i think anybody who's coming down from alberta to watch uh the flames of the oilers play in that arena as they often did in glendale is going to have a really good time it's a, it's a unique environment you're very close to the ice tempe is a is a much cooler place to hang than glendale in my opinion um 
if this was going to be two years of this, I would say good for you, Coyotes. That's a that's a good holding pattern to be in until your new arena is ready. But based on everything we know right now, including the fact that it looks like the Tempe City Council is going to move this thing to the voters for them to vote on next spring, like the timeline of them getting an arena approved and shovels in the ground tells you this is probably going to be four years of them playing inside of an arena that has less than 5,000 capacity. And that's, that's bad. I mean, the, the revenue they're going to lose from concessions and parking and all that stuff, they could talk about the ticket revenue all they want, but they're going to take an absolute bath, um, you know, from a hockey-related revenue perspective uh, based on playing in this arena. And, and for four years, that's, that's a really bad look for the NHL. Greg, we know it's not going to be anything like the courtyard outside of T-Mobile Arena as far as like a pregame atmosphere, but was there anything like that outside of uh, Mullet Arena for their first game? No. In fact, they, they had a fan fest. It was kind of sad. It was like maybe oh, like no. <laughs> less oh. than 100 people. It was like oh, a, a oh. red carpet where I don't even know if the players knew there was. It was, it was not good. But But inside the arena there is a little bit of that Vegas flavor and, and there's a reason for it. This guy, Johnny Greco, who was the driving force behind the Vegas golden Knights pregame shows. He then his company then consulted with the Seattle Kraken on their pregame entertainment. Uh, also consulted with the Arizona coyotes um, and their in arena stuff. And, and so there was a lot of fun going on. You know, they had the guy who takes off all his t-shirts dancing around and getting the crowd hyped up. They, the student section, you know, led most of the chants during the game. A few of them, NCAA, you know, influence. Um, it's going to be a fun atmosphere. But again, like, it's a bad hockey team. So it's, it's going to be only as much fun as the Coyotes make it. And that was one common theme. I mean, I talked to Nick Bukestad about that from, the, from Arizona. And he said, like, we know that this could be a very unique home ice advantage for us. But we've got to we got to make it that way. We got to give these people something to cheer for. We've got it. We've got to create help create reasons for them to make this a great atmosphere. And that's going to be obviously a challenge because, like I said, this is a team designed to try to to try to draft Connor Bedard, not designed to make the playoffs. What's the sense among other owners in the NHL? Because again, like you said, this isn't an ideal situation. I, I kind of feel like it it hurts the product as a whole in the league. And owners can't be happy about this just in general, that that a lot of attention is being made and they're playing in a place where a professional hockey team has no business where they should be playing. Although everything you're saying sounds great and it's fun, but when you just kind of pull back and look at the situation, it is a bit of an embarrassment. Well, it's interesting. You know, I've tried to get that out of some of the board of governors guys and, and you know, the, the, the farthest they'll go is to say that, hey, they're making the most of a bad situation. you got to remember that, that this is Gary Bettman's pet project, and it's been that way for over a decade now. I mean, my God, the NHL owned the team for multiple seasons after Jim Balsillies bid to move it to Hamilton failed. Um, so I think the, the rest of the owners kind of understand what this market means to the NHL, that the NHL has its back, that it's going to be patient. And you have to remember Bettman's formula for relocating a team. It's got to be a team that's losing money. The Coyotes obviously are. Check. Uh, a, a team that doesn't have some place to play. They might. I mean, they currently have a place to play and might have a new arena built in Tempe within the next three or four years. And then they have to have somebody who wants to own the team. And you know, for whatever reason, Alex Morello came in and, and purchased this team about three or four years ago. Maybe 
for the end result being this thing in Tempe where it's going to be an entertainment complex, a casino, and an arena. Um, but as long as there's somebody who wants to put their money behind this franchise, um, then it's going to it's going to remain in Arizona. And and the NHL again, strategically from a U.S. television market perspective, has always looked at this place as being important for like national television contracts and 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 advertising and everything else because it is a pretty sizable market for the NHL. Doesn't it feel like though eventually wish we'll have a team in Houston or no? Um. Potentially. I mean, you hear Houston, you hear Portland, um, you know, the Houston thing, I think really had an uptick in, in, in speculation because of, you know, obviously there was some scuttlebutt as you guys know about the flames at one point. And then also, um, you know, the, the owner of the Houston Rockets who also owns the arena, I think it made some noise about potentially having an NHL tenant there. Um, I, I don't think it's, it's manifest destiny that a team will end up there. Um, I, I don't even know what relocation or expansion looks like for the NHL now that, Vegas and Seattle are off the board. Um, but again, like the, the future of this Coyotes franchise is very much tied to them getting a new arena. And everything I heard when I was down there is that this, this arena temp, this Tempe arena bid, um, it may end up being successful. Yeah. The, the big key for them is that they're going to build it on a site that's not being used. That's owned by the city that the taxpayers are already paying for, right? They already pay for that land. And you have Morello coming in and being like, I'm going to spend my money to build this arena. Um, if that's the case, I think that's a pretty easy sell for the taxpayers, even though I'm sure like five, six years from now, they'll realize, oh, we actually did have to pay for something. That's usually how these things work, right? Mm-hmm. Greg, I uh, want to move away from that for just a, a moment here uh, and get your thoughts on uh, the local club, the Calgary Flames. They'll take on the Seattle Kraken later on tonight, five and two to start the season with all the new pieces in. And yesterday at practice, we did see Daryl Sutter, sh- Sutter shuffling up the lines. Uh, for their game against the Kraken. But perhaps just a thought on how we've seen the uh, new players fitting in with this system in Calgary and what you've made of their club so far. Well, they're producing. (laughs) There's no question about that. I mean, it has certainly not been uh, a situation where any of the the new performers have have stumbled on their way into Calgary. And and it was such an interesting experiment from the outsider, from an outside perspective looking in, which is that, you know, normally you see the core of a team in place and then all the pieces around the core change. And in this case, I mean, Goudreau and Kachuk, I mean, my God, like accounted for over 80 goals themselves, obviously contributed, you know, greatly to Lynn Holmes total last year too. And we're sort of the defining, you know, characteristics of the team. And then they leave and you're like, all right, it's like the nucleus of the atom is gone. And then, you know, they, they, you know, true living to his credit made all the moves to, stabilize the situation to try to push forward as a contender and so far so good I, mean, I think we've been all really impressed with the flames out of the gate and you know it's in Daryl Sutter's nature to tinker <laughs> and he's probably going to keep tinkering until uh, you know he finds something that works for a little bit and it'll tinker again um, but I, I think the flames have really established themselves as being uh, the contender that Bradshaw Living had designed them to be when he made those moves to stabilize the team after Goudreau and Kachuk left. It's early on in the season, but already we're seeing some teams that are kind of showing that they are what we thought they are, some teams that aren't as good as as uh, a lot of people expected, too. And with the Flames, I think a lot of people are discussing, hey, if there's one thing to add here, someone who can score on the right side that could fit in your top six would be ideal. As you start to look around the NHL at some teams that might be looking to switch some things up to maybe get just a little bit of a different vibe early on in the season – 
Um, is there anything that kind of stands out that might be a, a match here for the Calgary Flames uh, in the near future? Do you guys want to slightly use Patrick Kane? Um, no, I mean, like the problem, the problem with any of the, the, the problem with any of the, any of that kind of speculation is that like, he's got a full no move. So, I mean, he's going to dictate terms and everything that I think a lot of us have heard is that, oh, it could be one of the New York teams. Uh, Washington's name has come up around Kane. Um, you know, you always have to be wary about the Florida teams too making big moves. Uh, so, you know, that, that's probably off the board, but, you know, the tricky thing about this part of the season is that, yeah, you, you do have some teams that you're kind of learning about and that may be a little bit better than, than we expected. But, I mean, you look at a team like the Buffalo Sabres, like who just waxed the Detroit Red Wings last night. Um, we've seen them start hot and then fade. This has gone on a little bit longer than it usually does for them. But it's still so early um, to try to figure out who's going to be in or out of playoff contention and, and who's going to end up having to you know, start dealing away pieces and, and, and who might still be in this thing when the trade deadline comes around. Greg Wyshynski, ESPN NHL senior writer, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, the big show, Ruskin Rose, Sports at 960, The Fan. Um, Wish, Milan Lucic was on the second line in practice yesterday. Your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want truculence and pugnacity on their second line? I mean, it's, uh, it's an important thing. You know, look, I mean, my God, we live, we, 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 we follow a league where Tom Wilson is a top line player with Washington. So, I mean, anything's possible, but look, I mean, <laughs> like I said, the tinkering will happen. Daryl's a master. He'll know exactly <laughs> what needs, what buttons need to be pushed. <laughs> um, and, he, and he apparently also knows the, the, the gastrointestinal uh, situations for all of his players. That, that quote from Sutter the other day was incredible in that, in that post game. It was an instant classic. Yeah, uh, he's uh, that was great. Absolutely. It trended on Twitter all over the place. I um, want to ask you about the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and the Sheldon Keefe situation because things are it's meltdown city right now in Toronto. Um, does Sheldon Keefe survive this? Is he going to be behind the bench come playoff time? Because uh, when you have a name like Barry Trott sitting there saying, oh, I'd love to coach an original six team, all these indications that that's a big time <laughs> job for him. Is it just a fait accompli that Sheldon Keefe's going to get axed here soon? Yeah, Trotz didn't do him any favors. That's for no. Sure. I mean, he really didn't do him any favors. Um, look, I, I, I think I, here's why I would be surprised if Keefe got fired. It's because if the Leafs don't succeed, Dubas is out. I mean, I think we kind of all know that. I think Kyle knows that. And so Sheldon's his guy. So I mean I, I mean maybe, I can't imagine a situation where these guys don't go down with the ship together, um, and, and unless the, the pressure comes from places well above Kyle Dubas's pay grade to make a change. Um, but I'm also somebody who's just not ready to slam the panic button about this team, and I know that the losses that they've suffered against really inferior opponents, and I know the soap, soap operatic drama that comes with anything involving Mitch Marner. And, and I know that, you know, metrically this team is not as good as it was in the first 10 games of last season, even if their record is, is nearly identical, but, you know, call me at 20 or 25 games, right? Like I, I feel like the, 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 the fact that the Toronto media that was traveling with this team was, was demanding to talk to Kyle Dubas after 10 games of the season, that's 12% of the season was finished. We're going to demand to speak to the general manager because they lost to Anaheim. 
I mean, it's, it's a level of panic and overreaction mm. um, that exists uniquely in the Toronto market. And, you know, it's not a, you don't exactly have to be, you know, Benoit Blanc from Knives Out to detect why this team doesn't win in pressure situations when the first 10 games of the season are treated with the same import as a game seven in the playoffs. Is William Nylander a Maple Leaf at the playoffs? <laughs> um, I think, I think you know, unless this thing goes completely south, I think any wholesale changes hold off until mm. the end of the season and after the season. And, 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 and let's be honest, I mean, again, you have to remember the, the, the tenuous um, existence of the general manager right now with that team if things don't work out. Like, will it even be his call to make a, a deal of that magnitude? If he's not, if he's a lame duck, right, is the other part of this too. Greg, uh, I'd seen a tweet from you earlier. You were kind of mentioning and, and kind of in the vein of what we were just talking about as well. But uh, some good teams, some teams that people expected more from that were kind of right around 500. Uh, the Kings just got above that yesterday with their big win. But the Avalanche, Wild, and Penguins all at 500 as well. I guess of those four, which maybe surprises you the most and who is likely to pull this thing out of the fire? The, 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 the Penguins are the biggest surprise for me only because they came out of the gate really strong. And it might have been that they were at home and beating up some, some, some bad hockey teams off the, the hop at the beginning of the season. Um, but their, their struggles, particularly offensively on this road swing, were kind of a surprise. Um, you know, I, I think the, the depth of that team needs to get going. The Sid line's been doing its job, but the depth of that team has to get going a little bit. So that'd be the big surprise for me that, the Wild, look, I, they, everyone kind of knew what the big Achilles heel of this team was going to be, and so far it's been that, which is their goaltending. I think their team save percentage right now is like bottom three in the NHL. Um, the Cam Talbot situation, I mean, granted he's hurt for the, 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 the uh, Senators right now, but um, that whole situation imploding the way it did with them re-signing Flurry, I think was going to definitely impact them negatively. Um, and then the, the Avalanche are an interesting one. I mean, they're obviously dealing with a major injury with Landis Cog not being in the lineup, but one of the sort of underreported stories right now is they handed the keys of the kingdom to Alex Newhook to take over for Nazem Kadri as their second-line center. And I think Newhook has like two points in nine games. He's not really past the audition yet. And, and that's why, I mean, you go around the hockey world and you're like, okay, what's it going to look like at the trade deadline? Like, what are the teams that are going to be active? I haven't talked to anybody that doesn't think that the Avalanche aren't going to ma- be a major player for – uh, a, a veteran replacement for Kadri by the time the trade deadline rolls around. I mean, everybody's kind of fantasy casted Jonathan Taves to that market um, if Taves decides to leave Chicago. But there should be other options too, and it's real. They're really a team to look out for if, if in fact they can't find an internal solution right away for for Kadri's points and and all of the intangibles he took to Calgary. I uh, wish we talked about this earlier on the show. Want to get your opinion on it? Is there a goaltender who runs more hot or cold than Jordan Bennington? <laughs> like, like, in, like statistically, like he's awesome one game, and then you're like, what happened to Jordan Bennington the next game? Oh, and then he's great again. Is there a guy who runs more hot and cold than that than Jordan Bennington? Well, no, but your point is it can be expanded to, oh, look, Jordan Bennington, he's got ice water in his veins when he plays in the playoffs. Oh, look, Jordan Bennington is trying to swing his stick at the opposing bench in game six of the season like he, he runs completely hot and cold um look the blue i i i said the blues were going to miss the playoffs and uh a lot of people 
disagreed with that, uh, many of them in St. Louis. But this was one of the reasons why. I, again, one of the most underrated aspects of the NHL is the stabilizing presence that you have in a goalie tandem. Um, it's the secret sauce for a lot of teams. Um, you think about what Jake Allen used to do for Bennington when he was in St. Louis. Mm. And then Billy Huso, you know, arrived last year and did the same thing. It's, it's that stabilizing presence, knowing that you have somebody that you can give a good two weeks of run to if Bennington loses a thread. And they don't quite have that anymore. I don't, I don't believe in Thomas Grice as the same kind of guy. So that's a lot of pressure now on Bennington to be more consistent and, and to be the goalie that they need. And, and I'm not sure if he's that guy. Again, like playoffs, Bennington, I mean, he, I, I got to give the guy his, 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 his cookies for playing as well as he did last season in, in, in stretches. But, um, and, I, and I think that if he doesn't get hurt, there's a very good chance they would have advanced all the way you know, to the conference final. But you know, in the, in the regular season, he's been, he, like you said, he's been so inconsistent. And the Blues team is kind of tricky, man. And it, it, they've got some interesting decisions to make if things don't go their way this season, insofar as Ryan O'Reilly being a UFA and the future of Vladimir Tarasenko. I, I saw O'Reilly the other day say that he's pretty confident that he's going to you know, remain a Blue. But, I mean, the, the captaincy has been a curse there. Like David Backus, mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex Petrangelo. You wear the C on that team. You've got a funny way of not being there for very much longer. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out for the, for the Blues and what is obviously a, a, a very competitive division as well. Greg Wyshynski, ESPN, NHL senior writer. Wish, always great stuff. Thanks for this. Anytime. Thanks for having me. And he was on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Dine in, pick up, or have your game day special delivered. Find out why Atlas Pizza is a 14-time Consumer Choice Award winner. 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast or call 403-248-3344. Great job. Did you know that Atlas Pizza is on 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast? You did it again. Good job. Yeah. Just nailing those reeds. Yeah. Bam. 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 Slanging them. Read. 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 Money. 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 Uh, Text line again. I got to say, since I've been here, I have been pleasantly surprised Nay, overwhelmed. Really? With uh, the amount of uh, feedback we get on the text line, 960, 960. Uh, we're going to pick a winner for the best hole-in-one story. Some doozies. Uh, some that I don't believe. We're going to read, but... But again, some doozies. Sure. Uh, we'll, we'll pick one of those for the $100 gift card for Golf Town. And your chance to win tickets to tonight's game. Lower Bowl. Flames, Kraken, down at the Dome, you got to call us, 403-240-4444, 403-240-4444. Your chance to square off against no mustache, Matty Rose. Feel and it could be that, but it might be this. You'll go head-to-head with Matty Rose, 1v1, in an epic showdown between you and a listener. Really... It'll be seismic. Yeah, keep going. It'll be... It'll be two worlds colliding yep. where the earth itself might split in half yep. from such an epic battle on this radio station to win Flames and Kraken tickets tonight. Yeah, I think you've built it appropriately. Okay. For sure. We'll do that next. Your chance to see Shane Wright. Yeah. Chance to see Your m- chance to see Shane Wright play five minutes. Or or not even at all. Maybe yeah. Mark Giordano. Like your chance to see a Kraken team that you're like, wow, nobody's going to care about this team in about two years from now. When they're really bad, but they got cool jerseys. Former Edmonton Oiler, Adam Larson, if that tickles your fancy. Sure. Just a 
The guy that got you'll traded see, for Taylor Hall. You'll see Jamie Alexiak, Penny's brother. Yeah, that's he's on the blue line. He's big, hard to miss. Yeah, he's a large man. Uh, that's a big Not dude. John he's Bender a, big. Yeah, he's actually quite small and can compared right. to Big Bender. I'm sure John Bender big would John. throw around uh Jamie Alexiak. But big yeah, John. Jordan Everly scored one of the biggest goals in world junior hockey history. Yeah, we're seven. Tonight. Seven is a forward, which I hate, but yeah. good for him. Okay. Um that's weird. Why do you hate that? I don't like low single digit numbers for forwards. It's not that's just that's one of your things. Yeah. I got some weird ones, like the Evgeny Kuznetsov penalty shot. Yeah, I don't like it. Shootout. I okay. hate that. That and uh, you also don't like that Ovi wears eight, the great eight. Ovi's fine because he's Ovechkin. He can do whatever he wants. Okay. Same with Connor McDavid, Wayne Gretzky, whatever. You do whatever you want. But yeah, for forwards, no, not not, not my cup okay. of tea. Defenseman, by all means. I love learning. Stuff it's also like, like uh, numbers in the forties. The only good number in the forties, forty-four. Everything else, ugly number. No good. 50s too. 55 is nice, but like 53, oh. ugly number. That's like a preseason number when you were number 53. Yeah, that's a six-round draft pick is just going through camp number. 100%. Uh, your chance to win Flames tickets straight ahead and a $100 gift card to Golf Town as we wrap up the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Get those texts in, last minute texts to win a $100 gift card from Golf Town. Give us your hole in one story. I like some of these. There's some good ones. We we also kind of want to make sure it's the truth. Yeah, there's we a couple make where it I'm believable. like, okay, hero. Uh, I told you. I told you. Unless one, you're going to call in and tell me about that one, I'm not believing you. Uh, I I told you about my one hole in one story I had. Yep. I had two. This one's not as interesting, but uh, was playing a nine hole golf course, regular nine hole golf course, and my buddy Mike Holland. Um, it was about 175 yards away. He broke out his Sammy Sneed two iron. Two iron. Hits an absolute banana of a shot. Total hook, hits the green, rolls right into the hole for an ace. The ugliest hole-in-one you've Gross. ever seen. And my buddy, wine buddy, goes, it's in the hole. We're like, there's no way that no went in. Chance. He hooked it. He shanked it. Yeah, it went in the hole. And a hole-in-one, and I witnessed it. Yeah, I would also feel really bad if it was like a worm burner on like yeah. a, a 110 par 3, and you just slam the pin and thin goes it, in. and it just scoots all the way up. You got like some nicely treated fairway or something like that. Yeah, that's not great. Don't love that. Um, It's time to win some uh, Flames tickets. Let's do it. Flames and Kraken tickets. Tonight, lower bowl. You got to be able to, to go to the game, yep. and you haven't won something in the last 30 days. 403-240-4444. Well, you'll go head-to-head with Matty Rose, and it could be that, but it might be this. The category for today, Seattle Metropolitan. Okay. I know a lot of the Metropolitans. Or they Seattle Pilot. The, or Seattle Pilot? Yeah. Like uh, an individual who's no, like a No, the pilot? baseball team that played in Seattle in 1969 before they moved to Milwaukee in 1970. They were called the Seattle Pilots? Correct. Oh. And the Seattle Metropolitans were the 1917 Stanley Cup champions. That I knew. You know what the number one killer in the in North America was in 1917? Influenza. Wow. You know what top five was? Get your shots. Diarrhea. Oh. All right. Uh, 403. Get your pep. 240-44-44. Your chance to win tickets right now. Lower bowl. Crack in flame. Ooh, 
Oh, this is. I like this. Yeah, this is whimsical. Well, we are talking about the night, the nineteen seventeen, nineteen seventeen, Seattle Metropolitans. Oh, huh. baby, another big game for what the Metropolitans last, last night. night. What Still, a humdinger last night! Bathed in the glow of that big win for the humdinger. I'm sure the players went to the speakeasy after. Yeah, in their uh, top hats and their suits. Yeah. Smoking on their cigarettes. This is how it's going to work. Probably you, doing ads for cigarettes back then, too. Uh, you're right. Four to five doctors uh, <laughs> approved a smooth Carolina recommend smoke. Recommend Craven A's. Yeah, Let's go. For sure. Uh, this is how it's going to work. The caller is, if you are the caller, uh-huh. two in a row. If you get two in a row, you win. Off uh, if to... the caller doesn't get two in a row, we'll get to the next caller. Okay. And you've already vanquished that caller. See ya. Uh, let's start off things uh, with Jordan. Jordan, good morning. How are you? Jordan. Jordan, you there? Jordan. Yo, Jordan. Yep. Hey. Yep, I'm here. Can you go to the game tonight? I sure can. Would love to. Okay, are you ready to play? It could be that, but it might be this. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> uh, th- the name I'm going to give you is either a Seattle Metropolitan or a Seattle Pilot. Your first name. Jor- where are you from, Jordan? From Calgary. Okay, Jordan from Calgary. I like it. Your first name is Steve Barber. Steve Barber, Jordan. Mm. Steve Barber. Uh, I'm going to say Seattle Metropolitan. No, that's wrong. Oh. It's okay. You're still alive. Maddie Maddie Rose, if Maddie Rose gets two, you're going to lose, and you'll miss out on your chance to win some tickets. Matt Rose's number is Dick Bates. (laughs) I think Dick Bates. Yeah. And by the way, Jordan, just so you know, Matt did not see any of these names. We swim around in the pool of truth on this show. He hasn't seen any of this. He didn't want to see any of this. Matt, your name is Dick Bates. Are we sure we didn't make up Dick Bates? No, no. Dick Bates is a real man. That's a real name? That's a good bar name, too. Yeah. It's Dick a Bates. Solid, solid name. It is. It's a rock solid name. Oh, what's your name? Dick Bates. I'm in importing and exporting. Mastered it. Um, he's a metropolitan. Uh, no, that's wrong. Oh, I hate it. So you're still alive, Jordan. You're still right alive here. And it could be that, but it might be this, as Matt just shattered his highlighter. Your name here is Wayne Comer. Yeah. Wayne Comer. This is a mess. Ooh. Wayne Comer. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to go with not the Metropolitan. The Pilots? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Good job. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, It could be that, but it might be this. It's the big show here. Russick and Rose Sports at 960 The Fan. Uh, We have Jordan on the line from Calgary trying to win. He just needs to get one more right here. Yeah, he just gets one more right. He wins. Uh, Your name here is Heck Fowler. Heck Fowler. Oh, good old Heck Fowler, see? Yeah, another foul ball by Heck Fowler. Another one. Man, he's been brutal this year. He's got to be a baseball player for the Pilots. Uh, no, he's not. Ow. No, he's not. I hate this year. And you know he's trying, too, Jordan. Like, he's trying to beat you. But he's bad at this game. Yeah, you're right. He, there's a lot of anger. All right, you're, if you get this right, you, you win. Uh, your name, and it could be that, but it might be this. Seattle Metropolitan or Seattle Pilot to win lower bowl tickets tonight between the Flames and Kraken. Your name is Frank Foyston. Frank Foyston. Frank Foyston. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. By saying it, I don't think helps you out, but if, it, if whatever uh, works for you. Going to go with Seattle Pilots. Oh, sorry. 
Jordan. Aww. That's it. We, we got to let Jordan go. Sorry, Jordan. Yeah, sorry, Jordan. Bad we got to let you go. That's time. three wrong. We can't keep going with Jordan. Uh, he's getting bad. all these wrong. Uh, he's out. Nice womp, try, womp, though, Jordan. Uh, Frank Foyston is a member of the Seattle 1917 uh, Stanley Cup champion, Seattle Metropolitans. Uh, let's get to Todd. Todd, good morning. How are you? Toddy. Toddy. How are you? Good. Where are you from, Todd? Crossfield. Oh. Where's Crossfield, Todd? Enlighten me. Crossfield is half an hour north of Calgary. It's about 10 minutes uh, just north of Airdrie. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Are you ready to play? Could be this, but it might be that. I'm going to try. Okay, Todd. Your first name is Bernie Morris, Seattle Metropolitan or Seattle Pilot? Uh, Metropolitan. Oh, wow. You said that with some conviction. Did yeah. you know that? <laughs> I just took a good guess. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for your honesty. You know what? There's there's a couple of different routes you could go here with this game. You yeah. could either kind of try and like break it down in a whole bunch of dumb reasons, or you could just, first thing that comes to your mind, send it. Yeah. And that worked for him, so I'm going to try that here. <laughs> um, Maddie, your name, Seattle Pilot or Seattle Metropolitan? Gordy Lund. Gordy Lund. Gordy Lund. Pilot. That's correct. Yeah, this is working. Okay. Okay, no pressure here. Right Todd. on, right on, right on. You get this one right. You're going to the you can go to the game, right? You can make it there? Oh, for sure. Have you have you won anything in the last 30 days? Uh no, not at all. Okay, your name oh, is this. Too bad. Your name is this. Danny Walton. Oh. Danny Walton, Todd. Oh, that's a good Danny one. Danny Walton. Yeah. Uh that almost, you know what? I'm gonna have to go with the Metropolitan. Oh, sorry. Oh, member of the pilots. Pilot. Yeah. Uh, if Matt gets this right, Todd, you're eliminated. Uh, your name, Matty Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Rowe. Bobby Rowe. Bobby Rowe. Bobby Rowe. Bobby Rowe. Yeah. Baseball. He played for the Pilots. No, he didn't. Oh. Okay, here it is. Uh, Todd, this is your chance. Either you get it right and you win the tickets, or you get it wrong and you're eliminated. No pressure. And it could be yeah, that, no but it might kidding. be this. Seattle Metropolitan, Seattle Pilot. Your name is Cully Wilson. I would have to go with the pilot. It sounds like a baseball name. All right, Todd. Sorry. Oh. Sorry, Todd. You're eliminated. Oh, that's too bad. Nice try. Nice try, Todd. Uh, we we got to get to the phone lines here. Uh, this is this is what this is what I'm going to do. Carol William Cully Wilson. Yeah, hmm. quite the uh, name. Let's get to Mike. Mike, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Where are you, where are you calling from, Mike? Uh, Calgary. Okay, Mike. This is what's going to happen. If you get this right, you're going to win tickets to the game tonight. Wow. If you get it wrong, we have another caller on hold, and they're going to win. <gasps> no wow. So no pressure here, Mike. Right then. What's the caller's yeah. name on hold? I'm not, I'm not going to say. I'm just oh. going to make sure they're still on hold. All right. It could be that, but it might be this. Your name is Roy Ricky, Mike. Ricky, eh? Roy Ricky. Metropolitan or pilot? Mm. I would say pilot. Okay. Sorry, Mike. Oh, uh, can we, uh, boys? Can we please uh, bring up uh, Cody? Hopefully, he's still on home. Cody, good morning. How are you, Cody? Cody, there. Cody, I am here. Cody, where are you calling from? I'm from Calgary. Uh, have you won anything in the past thirty days? 
I haven't won a single thing in the last 30 days. Can you go to the game tonight? I sure can. Uh, did you want to play? It could be that, but it might be this. Well, I'd prefer just to get the ticket. Yeah, I prefer just oh, to okay, give them to you. Congratulations, go. Cody. You're going to the game tonight. Cody! Neat. Good job, pal. Great job for just sticking in there, waiting on hold, while all the other guys fell by the wayside as Matty Rose is vanquishing them. But you're the last man standing here, winning by default, which are the two sweetest it. words in the English language. Hold on the line, pal. Congratulations. Thanks. All right. There you go. Cody wins. A huge congratulations to Cody. And I'll be watching. Make sure he's there. Jordan had a lot of chances to win. <sighs> Mike had all the pressure on him. Just get it right and you get to go to the game. He had a 50-50 chance. Flip to go a to the coin. Game. That's all yeah, he needed. that's all it literally was. That's too bad. And he fell flat on his face. I feel sorry for him. Uh, well, again, I like that. No, actually, I don't. I like that we... That, he, that now he's going to be sick about it. Not like the guy who dropped... Aaron Judge's home run ball at Rogers Center were to hit him in the glove. That's different. Yeah, but this is like, ooh, I had a chance to go see the game for free tonight. It was a coin flip. I took the wrong side. There was a fork in the road. He took the wrong side, and now he's in trouble. But in trouble as in he didn't win any tickets. Do you got a do you got a golf town winner for us here? I do have a golf town winner. We've had many great texts. Uh, there was one about a pink ball that a uh, gentleman gave it to a lady. He couldn't play a pink ball. She ended up hitting a hole in one with that ball later Get in the day. I like that story a lot, but I got another one that is coming lately that uh, is going to take the win here. So, um, gentleman was uh, what's with, the name? Gentleman was with a buddy of his. Uh, this is from Miriam. So Miriam was with a buddy. Uh, buddy hit a hole in one at Cottonwood, and when he went to grab the ball, someone had put a Smirnoff ice in the hole. So someone had seen him hit the hole in one. What had the ice on lock and went and put it in the hole? So when the friend went to go and get the ball, boom, they got iced. Had to also chug the Smirnoff ice. Turns out Jordan Eberle was golfing ahead of him and was the one who had iced him. And the guy was a huge Oilers fan. Now, Miriam, a Flames fan, is going to win a $100 gift card because the Oilers fans hole-in-one story about Jordan Eberle. I like that. And uh, this Oilers fan claims that he peaks, he peaked on that day, which, you know, that probably checks out. Yeah. But did he get the ball back? I assume he got the ball back. I assume the ball was also in there with the Smirnoff ice. I assume that Jordan Eberle wasn't yeah. like... I'm going to take your ball now, but here's an ice. Anytime we can give uh, somebody who had to endure a round of golf with an Oilers fan, mm-hmm. I think they deserve to win some tickets. Yeah, or that's the $100 only... gift card to Golf Town. And so, this yeah. way, this individual, this Flames fan, can go to their Oilers fan and say, hey, remember that day that you peaked? I just got a new driver because of that. There you go. Good job for you. $100 gift card to Miriam. Uh, we'll be in contact with you. Congratulations. Thanks to all your text messages. We're giving away $100 to Golf Town all week. All so, week long. Uh, we'll have something for you tomorrow. Uh, we're just giving out prizes left and right. We're like an Uzi. We just shoot out prizes here <laughs> all day on Sportsnet 960, the big show. Uh, we got a couple minutes here to go before we say goodbye. Um, what we like to do is on this show is uh, when a team comes to town or the Flames eventually will play on the road, which I promise you will happen. Uh, we like to give you some facts about the city they're playing against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've, we've given you some facts about Edmonton, mm-hmm. how if you're a woman, don't live in Edmonton. Yeah, there were some not great stats. Um, we, if we give you facts about specific Penguins, 
that do some horrible, horrible things to other penguins. Yeah, penguins are a lot more sinister than I thought they yeah, were. Yeah, they, they really are. And today, we're going to tackle the city of Seattle. Hooray! On the American Pacific Northwest. So uh, The Pudget you, Sound. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you have some facts about Seattle, and so do I. So uh, why don't we start with you about what the Seattle Kraken are doing today based on the NHL stat pack you got this morning. Well, here's the latest one. And uh, listen, there's some doozies in here. How about this? Uh, the Kraken continue to struggle keeping the puck out of the net. Last season, they had the worst save percentage while allowing the fourth fewest shots on goal against per game. And this season, they have the league's worst save percentage while allowing the second fewest shots on goal per game. Not good. They're struggling to keep in the puck out of the net in Seattle. Wow. That's interesting. Um, the famous Pike Place Market, where they do all the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Originally the started. Around. Do, that, yeah. that was where they threw, um, which player was it on the fish that they threw it? Uh, was it at Weeks? I can't remember when they were doing the announcement. Yeah, like you've. I digress. You've seen it all on the hockey broadcast. You've seen yeah, it on yeah, the football yeah. broadcast. Everything. Uh, the famous Pike Place Market originally started due to overpriced onions. Oh. The price uh, produ- uh, produce was soaring uh, by in 1906, so the city suggested a public market where farmers could directly sell their produce for a lower price. Wow. So onions were too expensive, and now they throw fish. Yes. Hmm. Did you know that the Now cra- I'm looking at that. I'm like, is that right? I go, it looks right. The cra- Whatever. It's Seattle. Your turn. The Kraken have seven goals and 23 points from their defensemen this season. Their goals and points totals from defensemen both ranked top five in the NHL this year. Their most points from a defenseman is third behind just the Avalanche and Capitals, who have one point more. And the most goals from defensemen this season with seven is tied for third amongst the entire NHL. Hmm. Did you know in Seattle there are more dogs and cats than children? Oh, according to a census study, uh, there's a hundred and ten thousand children in Seattle, one hundred and eighty thousand domestic canines and one hundred and ninety thousand felines living in Seattle homes. Wow, that's that is quite interesting. Not a lot of children. Hey, just a lot of pets and stuff, but kitties and puppies, kitties and puppies. Hmm. Uh, did you know that Matt Beneers has eight points through 10 games this season? His four goals are second most, and his eight points are the most among rookies. Other players in the contention, Kalen Addison, defenseman in Minnesota, uh, formerly of the Lethbridge Hurricanes, Shane Pinto of the Ottawa Senators, they both have seven points. Well, Kent Johnson in Columbus and Cole Perfetti in Winnipeg have both mm. amassed six. Uh, it's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sports at 960. Fun facts about Seattle. Hey, Maddie, did you know mm-hmm. that Seattle police say the city had an increase of more than 95% this year of the number of shots fired and 171 increase in the number of people shot what? compared to last year? Whoa, that um, that's jarring. Uh, don't love that. Um, actually, I, I hate that because my next one is Oliver Bjorkstan leads the team with 39 shots on goal. Seven more than any other Kraken player, um, oh. but Bjorkstrand only does have one goal. He has the third worst shooting percentage among players with at least one goal this season. Um, Timo Meyer, <laughs> oof, he's shooting at 1.9% this year, and Roman Yossi is shooting at 2.3%. Hmm. Did you know that Seattle is home to the country's first 24-7 radio station? Yeah. Formerly called KCMU, Seattle's KX. KEXPFM was the country's first 
24-7 high-quality content radio station. Really? Yeah. Huh. That is interesting. Hey, how about this one? Did you know that Martin Jones, not a great goaltender, Meh. but he's 11-3 and with a 237 goals against and 927 save percentage in 14 starts with the Flames? He's won six straight starts against the Calgary Flames. Is this guy, is this guy just played the Flames for his entire career? He might be going to the hall. Pretty good. Goals against is sub two. His save percentage is at 947 over the last six starts against Calgary. He has stopped 196 of 207 shots in his last six games against the Flames. You know what? Usually I end these on a negative note. Like there's a big homeless problem in Seattle and uh-huh. I could have ended. But I'm going to end on a positive note because I'm feeling good today. Okay, right on. And I this was interesting. If you're sitting there watching the game and you want to throw an interesting little nugget, a morsel of information sure. to the person you're watching with, uh-huh. here's the one. Seattle opened one of the first gas stations in the world in 1907. That was at Holgate Street in Western Avenue. Well, that is a really nice. There you that's go. a really good fact. Yeah. Forget about the increase in homelessness in Seattle and 10 cities where crime has spiked. We're not going to talk about that. One of the first gas stations in the world, Seattle, 1907. Speaking of gas, how about Jared McCann? He had his oh. four-game goal streak snapped on Saturday against the Penguins and is now just two goals shy of 100 for his young career. Great stuff. I can't wait till we do Nashville. Later on this week. Oh, yeah. Nashville will be fun. Smashville. Smashville uh, and Tennessee and talk about bourbon and stuff like that. We got uh, about 90 seconds here. Uh, if the new lines are actually on the ice tonight, mm-hmm. what are you looking forward to the most? What am I looking forward to the most? Honestly, it's probably seeing Jonathan Huberto and Nazem Kadri side by mm. side. Um, Milan Lucic, I understand what I'm getting from him. That second line has some intrigue as um, Lindholm and Toffoli have maybe, you could maybe be asking for a little bit more from those guys, at least offensively on the stat sheet. Um, so I'm intrigued to see that group. Dubé, Backlund, and Coleman was a th- trio that I thought was going to be the third line to start the season, but then Dubé played so well, worked himself into a top six role. Uh, and I'm intrigued to see what Rizicka does in his return to the lineup because that's always intriguing when you've got a player who's kind of in that middling age. You'd expect him to either be, you know, now's the time. Are you going to be a full-time AHL pro or are you going to be a full-time NHL pro? Mm. Uh, looks like he's going to get a shot here. And the one thing I want to see from Rizicka consistent intensity. I find sometimes it's just 100% for 40 seconds of the shift and 50% for 20 seconds of the shift. Needed fully. I am fascinated to see Milan Lucic on the second line today. Mm. See how much ice time he's going to get. What he's going to look like. Because if he's going to play second line minutes, it's going to be a lot more ice time for the big dude tonight. And I'm looking forward to what that's going to look like in the third period of tonight's game against the Kraken. Uh, We have it all for you right here. Sportsnet 960 gets going at 6 o'clock as usual. Pat Steinberg will be all over it. As I say, every Flames game day, uh, the Pat Steinberg telethon uh, starts at uh, 6 o'clock with Flames warm-up with Steinberg and Labardius. Uh, We'll have the game break it down for you tomorrow. Uh, You have a terrific Tuesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.